This is Joanna Loman, and you're listening to Follow Your Spirit. Spirit fans, Tim Lawson here, host of Follow Your Spirit. We are back after a bye week, which follows a postponed game out of Houston. So it's been since May 21st since we've seen the Washington Spirit play any soccer. And that game was uh, less than expected uh, from the Washington Spirit, the first half being a uh, poor half of play. They rallied in the and the or they looked like they were going to rally in the second half. Played much better, but just couldn't get it done. Going to Houston, game gets postponed. Then a bye week. This week, June 10, Friday, they're playing Boston Breakers up in Boston. And I think everybody, including the fans, the Spirit, and probably the whole league, are just waiting to see how the Spirit are going to respond uh, from that that. Poor performance on the road. Since there isn't really a whole lot of analysis to go off of, right? Because we, we sort of already talked about the Portland game when we were leading into the Houston game. There's really nothing else to talk about. Uh, so instead of boring the listeners uh, with some uh, analytics talk or some predictive talk about the Boston game, uh, I decided to bring on everybody's favorite spirit player, Joanna Loman. Joanne and I are going to talk about the great start to the year that she's already having, her engagement with fans, uh, her getting better as a player. We even talk about uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and which players fit which Ninja Turtle. So uh, without further ado, please enjoy my interview with Joanna Loman. I will be in Boston this weekend on Friday uh, to watch the Spirit beat the breakers that's right uh if you're in the area let me know maybe we can meet up at the game i'd love to to meet uh, a listener uh if not hopefully i can catch you at the june 18 game back at the plex against orlando hope to see you there enjoy my interview with joanna loman okay joanna loman i did a quick poll on twitter about a week ago uh asking the fans which which player they wanted to hear from the most, and I only laid out a few uh, players, but the popular ones that hadn't been on the on the program yet, and you won by a slight margin. Did I? Yeah. I am so shocked. <laughs> yeah, we're all surprised that the fans want Joanna Loman. Um, it has been, if I will say quickly, it has been almost awe-inspiring how many fans you have across the nation and how desperately they want to engage with you and how wonderfully you respond to them. Well, I really appreciate you saying that because I put in a lot of work to engage with the fans because I realized how important they are to our game and how much value they bring to the NWSL and also to my life. I think it's one of the best parts of my job to walk off the field and when people ask you for autographs and pictures and when I get recognized, you know, it's still such an amazing feeling to me and I think that as a professional athlete, you have such a platform to impact, and I take that platform uh, very seriously. So I really want to make a difference, and 
I have such a unique opportunity to make people feel special. So I hope I, I do a good job of that, and I'm glad that people feel as if I do, and I'm, I'm glad that you think that, Tim. Yeah, and um, if I can if I can gush a little bit more about Joanna Loman, I'm sure you don't mind. <laughs> Go right ahead. I was reading. I've been. I just started reading Ronda Rousey's book, and Dana White has a foreword in it. He mentions that uh, you know if you watch the Little League World Series and you see the the profiles they do of these young men uh, or these boys, I guess I should say, um, underneath favorite athlete, they list female athletes like Ronda Rousey. And I was just thinking, like if someone asked me, I'd probably tell them Joanna Loman if they asked me who my favorite athlete was. Ah, uh, Tim, firing gets you everywhere, my friend. That's, yeah, right? But that actually segues into one of the questions I want to ask you. How amazing is it to be in this climate of sports where we have boy, eight, ten-year-old boys that are looking up to female athletes? I think women's sports has come so far just in the amount of time that I've played from college to my 12th year as a professional with the Washington Spirit. I've seen it almost transform itself. And last season, I expressed this numerous times that I felt like women's soccer had a tipping point where we went from um, almost not unknown, but, you know, we were a pretty obscure sport to household names. And I think the women's national teams, the success that they've had has helped us so much in the NWSL and has brought so much awareness and attention to our sport that it's a trickle-down effect um, has enabled me to, you know, build um, quite the profile and, um has enabled me to really uh, reach a lot of people. And so I'm, I'm so thankful that this opportunity is there, and I hope it just continues to grow, um, you know, year after year. Tell me about, um, I don't know, give me a significant moment. This is this is probably the best way to, to get um, an answer out of you regarding your interaction with the fans. Give me, give me a moment from even this season or maybe last season that really stood out to you in your fan engagement that really is sort of the epitome of why you're so engaged with your fans. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, we, last season, we had a woman attend our game. Her name is Jill Strickler, and she's uh, suffering from MS. And um, I didn't know she was going to be at the game, but after the game, my parents said to me, Joe, you really have to meet this woman. And, you know, it just it makes a world of difference that my, even my parents are at the game. So to hear them say that, I know it's something very important. And um, so Jill attended the game, and um, it was clear that, you know, she's been struggling um, for quite some time. And the Spirit Squadron, who are amazing individuals, um, saw her and really embraced her into into the stands that she sat with them she sat next to my parents and I think for her that even that brought her to tears to, to be so welcomed into the sport and welcomed by my family and my friends who are the squadron and then um, Jen Scott was one of the the main contributors to the squadron she took her own woman jersey off her back and gave it to Jill so after the game when I got um, the special opportunity to meet Jill she was wearing my jersey and she was so taken aback by the uh, chance to meet me that you know, she she could barely even, you know, say three words. And for me, that was just it was so overwhelming to see the, the impact I could have on someone, that, that they could have a reaction like that to meeting me. You know, I I don't take myself very seriously. You see that on Twitter. I'm just, uh, I'm just a, you know, fun woman who likes to go out dancing. So to see, you know, her be so moved emotionally to meet me and to, and to realize it was one of her dreams, um, it, it was almost life-changing for me. 
your engagement with the fans off the field is uh, is admirable. Your play on the field has been very impressive. In October, I think is when you were originally on Fuel for Warriors, you mentioned that you just came off came off of your what you thought was the best season of your career. You've already th- you already uh, are three times that production uh, in goals at least. Uh, does it feel different? Like, can you just feel, do you just feel better this season or are you just getting the better, better part of the luck in those opportunities? Yeah, it's interesting you ask that. I've been asked that numerous times this season. And my answer is, is always that it's the second year on a team that's returning a lot of players. So for me, I feel even more comfortable than I did last year. And, you know, we're, we're all moving parts together. We understand where each other are moving. I know that Crystal's going to get a ball into the box. So I just have to be there. And those are things that you don't fully put, pick up on on your first year with the team. So, you know, I, you know, someone asked me, you know, how is, what is this new goal scoring ability? And it's not really new. It's just improved. And I think that my teammates have done such a good job of, of, you know, providing services for me to just get on, get on the end of. And, I think last year I, I had similar chances, but they would hit the crossbar or they'd go a bit wide. And then this year they just seemed to be going in the back of the net. And I don't want to give myself too much credit. I think I've, I've definitely improved in the off season. I work extremely hard every day in training to get better at, at finishing and shooting. And so I think that's paying off. But I, I think, too, like you said, it's a bit of opportunity. It's a bit of luck. And also it's credit to the people around me who are making me look good. Yeah, I think – uh, you know, in the preseason, you mentioned you were really trying to look, work on your shooting. Um, I'm not sure if, you, if you've been working on headers and bicycle kicks, but um, maybe, maybe are you simply just working on your availability in the box then? Because that seems to be what's improved the most. Honestly, yeah, we work on um, crossing a lot, but it's more of like the pullback pass to the top of the box along the ground. So we don't very often work on crossing in the air and finishing because we're a pretty short team. Uh, we're not a team of, of really tall players, so we are trying to play to our strengths. But I think you know one of my um, you know positive abilities as a player for many years has uh, been able to judge a ball that's in the air and my timing. So I don't know if you saw my last television interview, but Jim uh, he cracked me up because he said when we did physical testing in the beginning of the season, Joanna was one of the slowest players and had one of the lowest verticals. But you, you would never really see that on the field because I have, I think, I think heading and balls in the air come down to timing. So, uh, you know, I've, I seem to have really good timing and, um, I feel like I've had that my entire career. That's something that's very hard to teach. Um, and, you know, it's really paying dividends for me this season. Uh, Crystal Dunn, among other players, have noted how impressed they are with your conditioning, uh, this season. You're, you're a 90 minute player still, um, and of one of the older of the group. Um, is that is that challenging for you right now, or or do you still feel like in your prime? No, I don't think it's challenging. I think I do. A, um, I pay a lot of attention to staying fit and staying conditioned. Uh, you know, it's really important to take care of your body. So I try to do the little things, like take ice baths every day, and if I do get um, a knock in a game, to take care of it, to see um, the trainer in the morning, to uh, make sure I'm prepared to to go out and practice on it um, 100%. So I think it comes down to paying attention to the details. And um, also, you know, I love I love to run. I have, I have a ton of energy. I like to go at dancing. So I think, honestly, it all 
it all helps to to be the player that I am. And, um, you know, probably a lot of it's attitude, too. Um, I like to believe that I could run all day. So, uh, so far this season, my body has agreed with my mind. Who who do you feel uh, at this point in the season has been the biggest surprise on the team? Who's really taken you back on their efforts and just their mentality? That's a good question. Well, considering we have a lot of returning players, uh, you know, there's not too many surprises there because I know how great all of my teammates were last season, so they're bringing that same amount of, of energy and passion. Um, I've been really impressed with the rookies this year. Um you know, Callie, uh, Farquharson, um, Shana Williams, you know, just to name a, uh, just to name a few. I think both of them have, you know, have been great stepping into pretty central roles for our team, um, coming off the bench, but providing a lot of energy and even starting. So I think that's hard as a rookie to figure out your role and how you fit into the team, but I think they've done an you know, exceptional job at that. Uh, the spirit going to Portland have a very disappointing first half. Um, almost rally in the second half. It almost it almost looked like, uh, you know, when I watched that game, I didn't get to watch the first half, and then I sat down for the second half, and then you scored right away, and I was like, well, that's what they were missing. I just needed to be watching the stream. <laughs> um, unfortunately, it didn't work that way. Um, but I think Spear fans, I think, felt um, if there had been even 15 more minutes of play that it could have been, it could still could have been a close game. Uh, you go into Houston, and it gets postponed. How... I imagine there was a sense of disappointment that not only did you not get to play soccer, but you didn't get your opportunity to immediately stifle any of the doubts that were coming from the audience. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think you know, we were all disappointed. You, you know, whenever you lose a game, you want to get back out there as soon as you can to somewhat redeem yourself and to fix the the issues that may have happened um, in the previous match. And we were hoping to do that in Houston, and we were all really excited to play. So when the weather um, didn't allow for that. I think it was, a, you know, it was definitely a, a tough pill to swallow, especially because we knew we had a bye week, and so it would it would be you know, three weeks almost before we we get back on the field together as a team. Um, but at the same time, you know, that makes us extremely hungry for on Friday for to play against Boston, and you know, we definitely haven't we haven't forgotten about that Portland game. Um, we were disappointed in the results, so hopefully we'll take that. Um, disappointment and turn it into momentum and, and take it to Boston and hopefully come out with three points. So Boston, bottom of the table, only one goal and three points uh, to their name, but I know that Coach Gabera is not letting any of you get complacent uh, in that matter. How are you guys uh, setting up or preparing for playing in Boston? I think what's great about the NWSL is that every game is very competitive. You rarely will have a blowout in our league, so we know that even though Boston statistically has been struggling, uh, we know they're going to bring a pretty tough match to us, especially on their home field. So, yeah, like you said, Jim is not um, taking his foot off the, off the gas pedal. So we're going to come out like every other game this season, and we're going to press, and um, we're going to bring our game to them and hopefully get some, some, go- some goals early and uh, come out of there with three points. But I think it's going to be a very entertaining game to see both teams back from the bye week and see how um, how both of us are, you know, kind of pushing forward. Even with that postponed game, you know, third, third in the league, only a point behind out of first place, going into the season, there were a lot of doubters. There were a lot of people that said the Spirit were a mediocre team and they'd be surprised if they got a, if they finished higher than the bottom third. Uh, all of those predictors have actually, you know, came out and admitted we were wrong. 
Um, what's the atmosphere in your locker room like being on in the, the top tier of the league and being the team that everybody is sort of afraid to play? Yeah, I think that what's great about our team is, you know, I mean, as an athlete, you can never get too high and you can never get too low. So, uh, especially our team, because we're, we're a team of, you know, I think we're really down to earth. Everyone is, uh, very grounded and we understand that it's a long season. And you're going to win a few games and, you know, you're going to lose a few games. So it's important that you um, stay consistent and you stay optimistic and you stick together. So, you know, even in the locker room, even when we're losing, you know, we never are at each other's throats. I think we're always a team that's optimistic that we can come back. I think you saw that in the second half against Portland. You know, we, we were never defeated. And our chemistry is, I think, one of our one of our strengths with the spirit. Uh, we just get along so well, and I think we really – understand that we're all in this together and everyone's pushing for the team and, and doing whatever they can in their role to make the team better. So collectively, I think we're, we're a really great group. Who, who is, who's been maybe the unsung hero of the season? Who's a high, who's a, who's a contributor on the field that maybe isn't getting on the stat sheet or isn't getting the, the mentions in uh, the reporting and whatnot? Uh, that's a good question. I think, you know, I think our back line has, has done tremendous. Um, I think, but I think they've gotten credit. You know, I think I would love to give a shout out to the people that haven't played as many minutes as they would have liked. Um, Estelle Johnson, she hasn't played a minute yet, but she's such a contributor every single day, um, in this, on the training field and, um, even off, off the field socially. She's just a, such a great person to be around and I think she really contributes positively to the group and I think we wouldn't be the team we are, um, without all 20 players from the roster. So, um, yeah, and, and for those players, that's, that's the toughest job, right, is to not get on the game field and still be a contributor in a positive way. So, you know, Stell Johnson, Whitney Church, um, any player that's been coming off the bench and really tried to make a positive difference, I'd like to give them a shout-out. Mm. Stell Johnson, that's, that's uh, I need to get her on the podcast. I always look, you know, I, I, it's... Um... I always look to the players, or the, you know, who I see on the field, of course. But um, I see Estelle Johnson being mentioned quite a bit by the other players. So it's it's, it's obvious that she's well respected and, and a contributor uh, within the squad. Yeah, I think it's it's easy to be positive and to um, smile when things are going right. But as a professional athlete, and you know, your desire is to compete um, on game days, and you don't necessarily have that. It's it's very easy to slip into a downward spiral, but Estelle is in nothing but a professional each and every day, and uh, I think that's, a, that's another great thing about our team is that every single person is contributing, whether that's on game day, on a training day, on the field, off the field. It's, you know, everyone is, is extremely positive and contributes to this group. So just a few more questions, Joanna. The first is, do you have a game day meal? Do you have anything that either only happens on game day or at least always happens on game day when it comes to food? I'm not very picky about my food. On the road, we always have the standard chicken, pasta, vegetables, but I will admit that I like to drink a Red Bull before a game. Okay. I like to have wings. Um, So I will drink a Red Bull, and it's pretty funny because – some of my teammates are very chill, so here I am drinking Red Bull and, and raging while they're trying to meditate. Um, so it's 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 quite the difference, but it works for me and it's worked so far. I don't have to have it. I've had a game or two where I haven't, but I think it just it helps me mentally. I think it gives me that edge. 
Yeah, I can just see, I can just see a, uh, I can just see a picture of like you in the foreground chugging this Red Bull with <laughs> Stephanie LeBay in the background doing meditation. Pretty much, that's and, how it goes. The juxtaposition of that, yeah. Joanna Lemon, you are a Ninja Turtles fan. Oh, which, uh, yeah, which of the four? I, I'm assuming you're a Michelangelo. Spot on, my friend. Spot on. So uh, here's your challenge, uh, Rafael, Donatello, Leonardo. Pick a teammate to fill each role. Okay, so I would be Michelangelo because I really like pizza and I'm cool. Uh, Leonardo, I'd have to take a spell because she's my best friend and she's I think she's got leadership qualities. Um, let's see, Raphael. Uh, Raphael's got a bit of an attitude. He's got some. He's got an edge. Um, I would have to pick. Uh, I think Tori has that bite. I think Tori could be Raphael. And then uh, Donatello is, I would say, more of a quiet contributor. Um, so for me, I think I would have to pick Christine Nairn. So I'd pick my, my midfield, and I would pick Estelle to, to put in there, too. I like that. I like that. Uh, and then the, the centerpiece of Joanna Loman. What more can we expect from the Joe Hawk this season? Do you have any, uh, any designs lined up? The Joe Hawk always has designs lined up. I really wanted to get, I did this last year, the Human Rights Campaign logo on the side of my head for Gay Pride Weekend. Um, but I may do that since I'm, it's not a home game. We're going to be in Boston, and I don't have time to do it before I go to Boston. I could do that for my birthday game. So it's important that I advertise my birthday game on June 25th. Um, my birthday is June 26th, and we'll be celebrating afterwards. Um, so I'll need to have, you know, my my uh pattern on fleek for that game. Um but I'm sure I will I will bust out some, some pretty great patterns because my barber is the man and trying to get him famous. So um expect expect big things from the Hawks. I like that. So the following week, July second, you host the uh SD Kansas City. July twenty uh, July second happens to be my birthday. Uh oh, so what do you want on the hawk? What does the guy gotta do to to put in a recommendation for the Joe Hawk? Okay, well you let me know your ideas. I'll put it I'll put it through the to the committee and if the committee likes it, then we'll get it. I like that. But it I better like be that. creative. Don't don't say anything stupid like a star or something, you know? Joanna, I'm almost offended that you suggested that. <laughs> don't tell me you want me to put your initials in. Nothing like that. No, I think actually the Joe Hawk. Maybe we'll find like a nice outline of a hawk. I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know. That's if they, a great idea. I think I need to do that on one. Yeah, or uh, I don't know. We'll figure out something. I'm sure. The Washington right, cool. Entertainment logo. No. All right, that, uh, that that day is reserved for you. Perfect. We're following you on Twitter at Joanna Loman. Unfortunately, uh, I know we're running low on time, but I have no doubt that you will be on Follow Your Spirit once again. Oh, I really appreciate that, Tim. Thank you for the interview. It's always a pleasure. Let every, every ball spirit.